Welcome to One Life, where we live in faith every day, and we talk about everything that pertains to life. It's your girl, Cece Eccles. Thank you so much for joining us. And we got a great show in store for you, y'all. We have a power-packed show. Um, But first, I want to talk about your homework assignment. Last, the last show we talked about your flaws. Your homework assignment was to write down different flaws that you have about yourself, different areas that you need improvement in, as well as mistakes that you have made. I think that last show, I had several mistakes and some was inserted on purpose because I wanted you to know how to just make your mistakes and just keep going. Keep going with those mistakes. Now, you just don't put any and everything out there. You don't do that because you have to have a level of excellence. But the point of the show was to not start, was to not give up, but to keep pushing in spite of your shortcomings, in spite of your errors, in spite of your mistakes, in in spite of your flaws, keep going, keep going. So kudos to everybody who submitted their homework assignment. That's what we are about. We are about growth. We're about development and we're about just helping ourselves to be the best version that we can be. Now, today's show got some very, got a very special guest here with us. This is our real estate show. So we are coming up upon the real estate season where the weather's going to be getting so pretty and people are going to be thinking about making the transition of purchasing and selling their homes. So today's show, we're going to be talking about doing just that. What are some of the steps that you need to take when you're purchasing a new home? What are some of the steps that you need to look for when you're when you're selling your home? So very excited. Got a very special guest here with us. When we come back, I'm going to introduce him and we're going to get started with the real estate show. We'll be back in a moment. Do you have a business you want to feature on the One Life podcast show? Then join our life support network. When you sign up for the life support network, your business will be featured in an upcoming life show. It's our way of supporting you and your business. So go ahead and sign up at the CC Eccles group at gmail.com. That's the CC Eccles group at gmail.com. Sign up today. Are you ready? It's that time of year again. It's time to start beautifying your home. Home Complete Experts is here and ready to serve you. Need your gutters clean? Or how about a new look for your yard? Whether painting or a small project, 
Home Complete Experts will get the job done. Call 470-265-4608 or for a complete list of services, visit the website at www.homecompleteexperts.com. Praise Judah t-shirts and more offer inspirational t-shirts for both men and women of all sizes. Looking for the right t-shirt to express your love for Jesus? Then visit our website at praisejudahtshirtsandmore.com. We're spreading the love of Jesus Christ one t-shirt at a time. That's praisejudahtshirtsandmore.com. are back. Before the break, I told you I had a very special guest with us and I'm very excited to have him a part of the show. He's very passionate about helping others create wealth through real estate. And I think um, we met through Metro Brokers. I think that's how I know of him is through Metro Brokers from years ago. But anyway, join me in welcoming. I am very honored and pleased to have on the show Mr. Robert Allen with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. Hey, Robert. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. How are you? I am doing fantastic. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Just finished up another busy, successful day of real estate. Yay, just another day, another million, huh? (laughs) (laughs) So how long have you been doing real estate? It's my 19th year, uh, licensed in uh, 2002, graduated high school May 11th, May 13th. I was in class getting my real estate license. Oh, wow. And you've been doing real estate ever since. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, I'm going to be asking you a couple of questions that some of my buyers and sellers have been having. So we're just going to do a little conversation, okay? Sounds good. Tell me a little bit about um, what is a, you know, because a lot of times when sellers, because I just want to talk about the sellers for right now, when they're thinking about selling their home, a lot of times they might not know certain terminology. So the question that I have for you is what is a seller's disclosure and how can you let the listeners know how, you know, exactly what a seller's disclosure is? Great. Yeah. So, uh, you know, some people even try to get away from filling out a seller's disclosure, but I always let my clients know that it's actually a really good way to protect yourself and you want to be as honest on it as possible. So it's a six-page document that will go through and ask several questions um, about your home. How old is the AC unit? How old is the roof? If you don't know the answer, you have the opportunity to say so. Um, but most importantly, you're going to want to disclose any issues you know you had. Right. For example, um, you had a leak. Even if it was, you need to see and that it was big and when it happened. Okay. So basically, it's like a resume for your home. Yeah. And, and the way it protects you is, God forbid, the person you sell the home to gets in there and has some issues. And they say, oh, well, so-and-so hit this. So-and-so didn't disclose it. They may try to come back after you. 
Oh, wow. We've got a client right now that's trying to go back after a seller because uh, some things were not disclosed and they feel that the seller knew ahead of time and tried to cover it up. You don't want to find yourself in that situation. So you want to be as honest as you can on the seller's disclosure as far as what repairs have been done as well as when the repairs have been done. Yeah, yeah. So all of the questions that they ask give honest answers that actually protect you in the long run. Very good, very good. Now, I have a lot of um, people that are not sure what closing cost is. Can you tell us a little bit about what closing cost is? Because a lot of times during negotiations, you have some sellers that may not want to pay closing costs. And then you have some sellers that will pay all of the closing costs or a portion of the closing costs. So can you tell the listeners exactly what the closing cost is? All right. So, you know... I consider closing costs the cost it takes to close the loan. If you buy a house for $100,000, you don't just need $100,000 cash or a loan for $100,000 cash. There's cost for the attorney, cost for the title. Uh, if you have a loan, they're going to want you to put uh, prepaid items into right. an account. Mm-hmm. Um, some people like to call those prepaid items and not closing costs, but I call them closing costs because if they can't, if those costs aren't paid, you can't close. Right. So what happens is there's a question. Who's going to pay them? Is the buyer going to do it or is the seller going to do it? And what we find in this market is the majority of sellers are able to get away with paying little to no closing Mm -hmm. costs. And buyers have to be prepared up front to take care of their own closing costs in order to be competitive in the market we find ourselves in. Yeah, and that's going to bring up a question that I'm going to be asking you later um, about something you just said. So I'm going to make sure that I remember to ask you that question. But, you know, with COVID um, being so, um, you know, we're still in a COVID conscious society. What is being done regarding um, precautions for buyers and sellers when you have sellers that's opening up their doors to buyers coming in? Gotcha. So, you know, it's a, it's a people business and people have different views and perspectives on politics and COVID and should I get the shot? Did I get the shot? Uh, so there's there's no uniformity really mm-hmm. uh, out there. But there are things that we have in place to help make this happen. So, for example, I still do open houses. Oh, wow. Okay. The way I structure them is I make the agent schedule. I make the public schedule. I won't let more than, you know, X number of people in the home at one time, depending upon how big the house is. Uh, So we find a way to make it happen. Mm -hmm. I've had some sellers that require booties, gloves, and masks. Right, right. Um, There's been situations for some sellers that are in the healthcare industry. I had a maid come by the home after I did the open house to, you know, disinfect it. I tried to make sure everyone came during the open house instead of having someone come Monday and someone else come Tuesday. Just make everyone come one day. And I sent a maid by to get it cleaned and sanitized after they left. That's good. That's that's really, really good. Well, I know that there is a lot of people that might be interested in selling their home. Um, What are some tips that you can give homeowners who are thinking about selling their homes for a quick sale? The, the number one tip is you want to speak to a successful uh, realtor. Think of it this way. Yeah, uh, some people get, get plastic surgery, and there's certain kits 
online where you can do certain plastic surgery by yourself, but put those results up against the results of a professional. Right. Or the results of an inexperienced plastic surgeon versus a, an expert. And you can sell a home many ways. Mm-hmm. Did you make the most money that you could have made? Or um, did you protect yourself legally as much as you could have? Uh, so the, the biggest tip right now is to speak to an expert and speak to someone that can bring you some of these creative offers. There's all these commercials online about buying your home cash. Well, you need to understand how they're doing that, why they're doing that, and is it the best option for you? Exactly. You still use a realtor to walk you through all of those options so that you truly have an assessment of what's going to be best for me. Right. And, you know, back in the day, they used to have um, a lot of for sale by owners. What are some of the the pros and the cons to using a professional such as yourself versus you trying to tackle it by yourself? Yeah. So it's a, it's a low inventory market. And I'm honest, you, you, could, you could sell your home on your own, mm-hmm. uh, but you still have those questions that I have. But one, is, one advantage right now is because prices are rising so fast, how do you navigate making sure that the home appraises? Because uh, there was one situation I just had, and what ended up happening is uh, we were under contract for three fifteen. Uh, actually, no, it went above the land asking price. We're under contract for three twenty, but the appraisal came in at two seventy. Mm. So, as a, a novice seller, you don't know how to to handle that. Right. Then you right. reduce it to the appraised amount. Right. And it ended up being able to sell that house for three fifteen. It's the highest pre-sale in that neighborhood by $45,000. Mm. And that's kind of the experience that, that comes into play. So the short answer is, um, you know, in a perfect world, maybe you can make it happen. Maybe you get a decent price. But inevitably, on a transaction where there's so many moving parts, something's going to come up and you're going to be a lot better off having an expert by your side help navigate you through that. Because, I mean, that's just one example of how $45,000 could have been left on the table. Right, right. So let me ask you this. So if a seller receive multiple offers on their property, on their home, what's the best tip you can suggest for them to narrow down the best offer that they should take? And I know that it'll probably be on a case-by-case basis, depending upon the needs of that particular seller. But what are some tips that they can kind of look for to navigate to say, okay, this right here is a good, solid offer? Gotcha. So here's something you might not have been expecting, but um, as a listing agent, I often do not present love letters to my seller Mm -hmm. unless the buyer made it part of the contract. That's very good. So what happens right now is um, buyers are are writing letters about, I love your house. This is my family. Oh, wow. And what can happen for you as a seller is you choose someone for whatever reason and somebody that wrote a love letter comes back and says, you discriminated against me. You didn't choose me because I'm this race or I don't have kids or and you chose that other person because of one of the protected classes in fair housing. So you actually open yourself up to lawsuits when you um, consider them. So I protect my clients and don't don't send them. I, I look at the black and white numbers. So the obvious is the highest net, but then I just mentioned something about the appraisal. Um, if someone's getting financing, I call them the lender and have a conversation with the lender uh, to understand 
how do you choose your appraisers? Do you have a third party you have to go through? If it doesn't appraise, how do you handle it? Um, there's some mortgage companies out there that will send an appraiser whoever is the first available. Mm. Now, that appraiser might live in Canton, and you're getting something appraised in Southwest Atlanta, and that appraiser doesn't know anything about that market, and they undervalue you. Um, you need to vet that type of stuff on the front end. Right. Or even confirming if the loan officers looked at tax returns. They might have just pulled credit and said this person can buy versus someone else that is, um, they've looked at all the information up front. Exactly. You know, you limit the chances of a surprise coming up and the buyer not getting the loan. So, right. um, bottom line numbers and vetting the financing and vetting um, material things about the buyer as far as their ability to perform. Mm, that's really good. Now, I heard that it's a seller's market. What does that mean for buyers? Buyers right now are having a very hard time. They are. They are. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we're going to talk about when we come back. But they really are. Yeah, they're getting, they're getting frustrated. So, I mean, in short, it means that there's uh, a high demand for property. There's more buyers than there are sellers right now. Mm-hmm. I did an offer two weeks ago. We were offers on just one house. That's the seller's market. Mm. Now, after the break, we're going to be talking to my special guest, Mr. Robert Allen with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. We're going to be talking to um, him about what buyers need to know when purchasing a new home. Back in a moment. Hey fam, did you know you can hear us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker Podcasts, and Radio Public? We're your digital family. So no matter how you choose to listen, just tune in and watch your life change. Welcome back everybody. My special guest is Robert Allen with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. And before the break, we were talking about different things that a seller needs to know when they are getting ready to sell their home. Now, we're going to talk to the buyers. So Robert, the number one question is, why do your credit score matter when you're buying a new home? I mean, your credit score is the history of your um, ability to pay back what you promised. And so someone's not giving you a $300,000 loan because they like you. They're giving you the loan because the house is collateral. Mm -hmm. Based on your history, a.k.a. credit score, it's likely that you will pay these people back. So that's what banks are going to look at before they lend you money. And typically, what is the average credit score that's needed to purchase um, a new home? My average client is between 640 and 660. Mm-hmm. Of course, we love it when we've got clients with 700 scores. I know you and, do. <laughs> uh, our preferred lender just uh, in a week or two is going to be reducing their minimum credit score to 580. Oh, wow. Hmm. In order to, to get FHA. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So what's some t- so what's some of the tips that you can give some of the buyers listening um, to increase their credit score 
from a 580, you know, to to maybe a 620 or 680. Yeah. Now, you're most definitely fast. So if I can get you to a 640, did you know there's 100% financing with no mortgage insurance mm. out there? I'm about to get a client into a duplex, a 260, and she's going to put down maybe $500 and get into this home. And that's because of her good credit. So a couple of quick tips. Number one, you're going to want to keep your credit utilization below 33%. Very good. Yep. Uh, so I, I used to try to keep up with the Joneses. I had friends that had expense accounts that they go traveling and put everything on a credit card. When they got back, their company um, paid them back and all this kind of stuff. But I was doing that with like a thousand dollar limit on my card, maxing out a friends. They don't want to use all of the available credit, even if exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So if you got a thousand dollar limit, don't spend more than three hundred dollars. Exactly. Exactly. Now, um, what are some of the do's and don'ts? when purchasing a new home. I worked on site um, for several builders um, back in the day and still working for a builder. And I had put this particular couple under contract and they were just pre-qualified. They were not actually qualified. They were just pre-qualified. And they went out and bought furniture. After I had asked them not to, I said, guys, please don't make any major purchases. And they went out and they they bought furniture. Why they did that, I don't know. But they end up not being able to qualify for the home. So what are some of the do's and don'ts that you can give buyers that's seeking to purchase a new home? Gotcha. So one thing, like, like you just said, don't buy new stuff. When they pre-approve you, they're taking a picture of your situation financially. Um, but before, you know, when you go through the process, you found the home, they're looking at the picture, okay, let's move forward. But before they go to the closing table, they're going to take another exactly. picture. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that even goes to your bank accounts. They're going to want to see your most recent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not just page one, but page one through six, every page. And uh, don't want your account to get into the negative. They're going to say, well, you can't manage money. Right. Uh, so you want to stay away from that. You also want to be careful of random cash deposits that are large. You're going to have to explain that. Exactly. Explanation for it. Because mm-hmm. uh, they're going to look at it. They're going to they're going to want to know what's going on. Where did this money come from? Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. And how much money um, should a person have saved when they're thinking about purchasing a new home? So I generally tell anyone that you're going to need a minimum of $2,000. Uh, my goal is always to uh, minimize the amount of money you, you spend. Uh, that's what I generally say. Mm-hmm. However, in this market, it's so competitive that even if I get you down payment assistance, even if I can help you find 100% financing, you're going to want um, to have about 3% of the purchase price right. on hand because you might have to pay your own closing costs. Right. So... Uh, somewhere in between those two uh, is a happy median. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use your 401k, for example, to pay for your your down payment, but you still need that 2000 up front because you need to put earnest money down. You need to pay for a home inspection. Um, so between 2000 and 3% of the price of the home, and you should be good. Very good. Now, a lot of people get 
a home inspector, do you suggest that when purchasing a new home that a buyer get a home inspector? Like what are the pros and cons to having one? So always get a home inspector. Okay. Always. I've worked with some hedge funds out here that have bought over a billion dollars worth of real estate in the state of Georgia. They always have a very good, qualified, thorough home inspection. Mm-hmm. If those companies with all that money are looking to avoid risk and uh, um, protect their millions, I'm pretty sure Mike would want to protect what you have. So your, your home inspection is going to be the first way to do that. You don't want to buy something that's falling apart. Even on new construction. Exactly. <laughs> Especially on new construction. If the builder made a mistake, there's millions of pieces yes. into that home. And what if they left out a critical piece? Right. Right. Now, when buyers are looking for a new home, you know, many times I know when I was selling, the first thing that they will look for is the size and then the yard. Um, if it's if it's spaced out, you know, or what have you. Um, but what are some of the things that a buyer should look for to increase the value of their home in the long run? So some people um, say do not buy the largest home or the most expensive home in a neighborhood. Uh, so that's one way. Uh, another tried and true method is to not be the last person in the subdivision if you're one of the first people in there for example had a very smart young educated couple who got into west side station by rockville and they were the second lot deposit they put a deposit down before um, any houses were built and what ends up happening with builders is is with each home that gets built they have they do price, price increase. increase. So yep. They do mm-hmm. three contracts. They say, hey, we're doing good. Let's increase the price $1,000, $5,000. Mm-hmm. But if there's 300 homes in a subdivision, you can get in early and build in a significant amount of equity yes. by the builder next. Yes. the price. That's excellent. More that is so true. That's excellent. Excellent. Now, earlier we were talking about it being a seller's market. Tell the listeners exactly what that means to buyers. So I gave the example of there's one offer we did and there was literally 70 other offers we were competing against. Mm. Um, so the seller is the, the pretty woman at the bar. <laughs> and the bar is full of all these thirsty men and uh, only only one only one's going to walk away with the number. So uh, that's what's happening. So you have to be prepared and able to put your best foot forward so that that seller is going to choose you over all these other people. Right, 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 right. Very good, very good. Now, when we come back, Robert will be giving you your homework assignment. We'll be right back. Hey, y'all. Need some more encouragement? Then subscribe to the SOS Inc. magazine. It's a free monthly publication that's created for women of faith by women of faith. Get your monthly dose of inspiration delivered directly to your inbox. This magazine will truly bless your life. Request your copy by emailing to the SOS Inc. group at gmail.com. That's the SOS Inc. group 
at gmail.com. This advertisement is sponsored by the Life Support Network. And we are back. We've been talking to our special guest, Mr. Robert Allen with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. Great information on buying and selling real estate in 2021. Robert, every show I give out homework. So I'm going to allow you the honors of giving out this week's homework assignment. What homework are you going to give to my sellers? Cool. So for, for sellers, basically you already own a home. My advice to you is be a good neighbor. Uh, what I mean by that is, the, the better you, the quality of your neighborhood and the people around you, the better your your ability to get your home sold for top dollar and the equity in making your place a desirable place to live. So that's taking care of the yard that, mm. you know, you bought the house seven years ago. When's the last time you had the, the paint and the trim refreshed? Um, hey, some, some neighbors are, are dealing with things. I've had several neighbors that have had loved ones pass away. Um, my neighbor across the street, you know, he has a lawnmower and said, hey, you know, I'll cut your grass. Don't worry about it. Uh, when I had somebody come by and cut my grass, we sent them over to cut their grass to help them out. Be a good neighbor. Make sure the quality of your neighborhood looks good. Mm, that's good. That's real, real good. Now, what about the buyers? What homework assignment do you have for them? Homework assignment for uh, buyers is you want to know where you are. So Credit Karma is a free place that you can go and get an idea of what your credit score is and what's on your credit report. It's not accurate. It's not exact. It's not the number that lenders are going to look at. But it'll tell you, hey, you're 550. Hey, you're 650. You'll have an idea. And they also will disclose to you what's on your credit report. Mm. Um, And the second piece of of homework for buyers is to, to write a vision. I was listening even earlier today to someone who... Uh, is living in this huge mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard countless stories of people living in certain huge mansions. And, and sometimes it was something that they saw as a kid, said, that's nice, I would like to have it. And 30 years later, they ended up having their dream home oh, wow. living in that mansion. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you want to write that vision. And don't be afraid to get that beginner home and start somewhere. Because the equity that you gain and the profits that you get from the value of owning a home, even if it's just a starter one, is going to help snowball and get That's you right. into that dream home. I had one client, I sold him a house for one ten. It was a HUD home, $100 down payment. Turned around and sold it for one forty. Mm. And I sold another house for, um, uh, I think I got them into that for one ninety. Uh, I just sold it last month for three fifteen. Oh, wow. I with a $118,000 check. Mm. Mm. So... They couldn't get that hundred and eighteen thousand dollars unless they got into that beginner home for a hundred and ten. Uh, so if you write that vision, you can build starting humbly a yeah. dream home and having the money to put down on that dream home in the future. Yeah, don't despise the small beginnings. Now, uh, I want to first of all just say thank you so much for being a part of the show. It has been really, really informative. But before we go, tell us about the new office that you have on the south side of Atlanta and tell us about some of your goals. Sure. So uh, I'm with Berkshire Halfway Home Services, owned by Warren Buffett and, you know, the, the main Berkshire Halfway. And he also owns a mortgage company. Uh, prosperity home loans, they do some amazing things. But when they go back 
they look at at their numbers, they have a poor representation in minority neighborhoods. Mm. And the only reason for that is um, their loan officers are based in real estate offices and they get all their leads from real estate offices. And Berkshire and any of the people that Prosperity works with, they don't have offices on the South side. So the CEO of Prosperity Home Loans um, sat down with me and just interviewing agents and said, hey, I want to fix this problem. I, I believe that um, uh, the wealth gap between African-Americans and white Americans is in large part due to lack of home ownership in the yes, black community. Yes. I want to fix that. Yes. And so he said, hey, I think you need to be involved. I want you to be the face of it. And I'm going to go back and talk to Dan Forsman, the CEO of Berkshire Halfway. I'm going to partner with him, and we're going to make sure you get an office opened on the south side. Mm. So Mm -hmm. what we have here in Historic College Park is the first of at least two offices that Berkshire Halfway, the first luxury brand to invest in this community. um, we just opened up. My sister is the broker. I come from a family of realtors. Oh, wow. My dad was a broker in the 70s, uh, my mom in the 80s. Um, and then my sister and I both, and, and she's the first black broker at a luxury brand in um, in Atlanta. First black broker at Berkshire Hathaway. And we're, we're going to make a change. Love it. Love it. Want to say a huge thank you to my special guest, Mr. Robert Allen with Berkshire Hathaway's Home Services. Now tell everyone how they can reach you. Wonderful. So if you're on Instagram, you can find me at son of a broker, son underscore of underscore a underscore broker. Because um, again, my, my mom was actually pregnant with me when she was studying for her broker's life. Oh. And my first broker. <laughs> Um, I can be reached at 404-539-0393. And my website is uh, robertallenatl.com. Well, that's going to do it for us. Don't forget to check out CC Winans' album release party. It's going to be on tonight at 7 p.m. Go to ccwinans.com. Thanks again to my special guest, Mr. Robert Allen with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. I love you guys. Until next time, ciao, Bella.